Hey guys, this is Jonathan from Money Talks with John. Today we'll go over why you should not lease a car and how you can own a car cheaper. It's very known that a car is a terrible investment. You'll have a lot more cost than you'll budget for. The price of gas and power is always going up. And one thing for sure is that your car will depreciate every year. So regardless how you own a car, it's always a bad investment. But of course, a lot of people gotta have cars. I'm one of those people as well. So if you look at the type of ownerships that are most popular are one, buying a car with cash, two, applying for a car loan, three is a carpool system where you share a car, and four, we have leasing. And the last alternative, leasing has become very popular recent years. This is a concept where you essentially rent a car from a car dealership and you pay a monthly fee to use a brand new car. The concept itself isn't bad. It can be a good alternative to buying a car. A lot of people cannot afford to buy a car for twenty or $30,000. And with leasing, all you pay for is the monthly fee. And you receive free service on a car, as well as reparations in the event of something that is not your fault. So are you taking notes yet? Because we're going to go into why is this bad? Why is leasing a car a really bad investment? Well, first of all, when you agree to a car leasing, the contract is usually for 36 months, which is three years. And uh, there's essentially no way of getting out of this contract. Some people can come up with a price to buy out. If you, I don't know how that works essentially, but there are ways that you can buy out from a leasing contract. You can also buy the car straight out, but that defeats this whole purpose of leasing a car. And all of this can be very expensive. A lot of things can also happen in three years. And after monthly payments of monthly payments, you're gonna be tired of this fee. So what is this fee and how much is it? It all depends on what type of car you want to have. The more expensive car, the higher fee. You can actually find a potential fee, like an, an estimate of the car model uh, through their websites. And you can compare what type of features you want to have in your car. So you'll have a starting price for the year's model. And from there, you're going to build the car with what type of features you want to have. So if you want to have like a certain color for some colors like metallic, some type of metallic colors, there's going to be an upcharge. Or if you want to have a uh, four wheel drive, if you want to have winter tires, better sound system with the radio and stuff or electrical windows, all of these things are going to run at the price. Uh, but some of those you can live without, some you definitely want to have. And but we talked about some of the bad sides already. So what are the actual good sides of leasing a car? So let's get into the positive sides. You test drive this brand new car and you just love it. You know there is no way you can actually afford to buy this car. But with leasing, it is possible because you do not need any type of down payments. Just sign the contract and stick to the monthly payments, schedule the services, and do not drive more than what you have in a contract. 
So let's say you have 1500, uh, what's that in kilometers? No, that's not it. 15,000 kilometers, which is like in the European mile, that's 1500, which is, I would say sort of average for how much you drive. So when I was looking at the different types of deals you can have, you can usually sign up for a hundred K or a hundred fifty thousand K. Right. I don't know if I got all that right, but let's just say whatever type you have for that specific car, do not drive over the limit because they're going to charge you by the kilometer. And that's not very fun at all. And another thing that I didn't know until quite recently is that if you want to apply for a house loan, the bank will look at your credit, obviously. But what I didn't know was that a car leasing is a type of debt that might affect your uh, availability for a mortgage. And you're not always going to know what type of living situation you have. Or like the size of your family, for example, if you lease a small car and all of a sudden you have another kid, that's tough luck. And you may not be able to fit the car in the back of the boot, right? And it can also be pretty tough to return the car after three years. If you're single and you take pride in the car and do all everything to keep it clean, you never eat in the car, uh, there won't be that many issues. However, if you have certain scratches or interior issues, they will charge you up front for those. And frankly, it can be a lot. So read the contract before you sign it to make sure like if you have some like what they define as normal type of uh, I don't know the word for it, but the car is not going to be brand new after three after three years. So make sure what they expect to get back. And if that's not reasonable, don't sign the contracts. You do not want to get screwed over. So 36 payments, 36 months, three years. That's a lot of money. The monthly fee is, like I said, going to depend on what type of car you get and what features. But as an investor, that is still a lot of money, even if it's only like 250 a month. There's, It's going to pile up to a lot of money. And all of that is going to affect your savings rates and you won't be able to put that money into the stock market or into an eventual business. So you're not going to have as much money working for you, which is going to affect you later on. So I want you to really think like, do I need a brand spanking new car or can I have something that's not new that's still going to be good? And let's say you're at the point where you need a car and you do not want to lease or finance one. So obviously you have to buy a car. I want to share what I do. And I want to share another thing that I'm thinking of doing down the line, maybe in like a year or two. Because what I do at the moment is I look for a cheap car. When I say cheap, about a thousand dollars, but I want to have something that's mechanically good. And I'm not a car mechanic, so like I don't always know what that is. But I try my best to look for things before I buy the car. And if it's not a functional car, I'm not gonna touch it, right? Mm-hmm. 
And for $1,000, I hope to find a mechanically good car. And I hope it's going to last me about two to three years without major issues. And before you know it, you're going to have some type of service or repair necessary. But if you try your best at preventing those with cheaper ways through uh, salvage parts, and maybe you have some type of friends that know cars that can do minor repairs like brakes or uh, exhaust issues or uh, anything within the easier type of repairs, you can save money because mechanics are expensive and they'll charge you a lot for each hour. So even if it's like a somewhat cheap fix, if it's going to take them four hours to do it, it's going to be very expensive for you to fix it. And but let's say you get a car that works and all this and this, it's not going to be a cosmetically good car or nice car to look at. But in my example, like for me, I have a, a good car that gets me from point A to B and I'm never worried about it, if it's going to start or if, if, if it's going to get me all the way there. So for this example, all you have to do is to come up with the initial price of the car and definitely be on your toes to look at ways of keeping the the actual value of the car. So like if you do the oil changes and you drive like the car as you're supposed to, you're never like overusing it or I shouldn't say overuse it, but you drive it reasonably and you don't like damage the engine by like speeding up too fast or hitting the brakes way too hard and being all like overall a bad driver right so what else about this type of example yeah so if you think about a thousand dollars that's usually gonna be about two maybe three months of paying for a leasing car so if you actually hit the jackpot and you get a car for a thousand dollars and you you own it for like three years that's gonna be so much cheaper than paying a monthly fee for a brand new car like there's no way around it. it's gonna be so much cheaper and you can put your money into something else so this other type of example that i was getting into before right something that i want to try in the future is to buy a newer car but not a brand new car you want to look at a car that's going to be about eight years because a new car lose half of its value in three to four years and that is a terrible investment if you buy a brand new car at least own it for many years if you buy a brand buy a brand new and you sell it in three to four years you're gonna lose 50% of what you put down for the car so in the example you want to have something that's about eight years and it's not going to be like an overly excessive amount of miles you want to have something that's sort of reasonable and the good thing about this is you're actually going to have a i would say a better car like a thousand dollar car it's not going to be a great car but something eight years it has a lot more life to it maybe like 10 more years right and the strategy is to find a car in this price range, which I would say is about 4000 maybe $5,000. And what you want to do is you want to pray that you're not going to have any issues with this car for two years. And then you sell this car 
at a similar price to what you bought it for. So if you buy it for like 4,400 and you sell it for like 4,100 or 4,000, you're getting most of your money back. And hopefully you're not going to have too many reparations or services because it is still a fairly new car. And what this is good is like, if you want to have a car that's going to look a little bit better. And if you have a long, long trip, you're definitely not going to worry about the car breaking down on you on a highway. And there are graphs for car depreciation. And like I said, if you look at the graph and the curve between year eight and 10, there is usually not a huge drop. And for this to work, it requires that you buy a car without issues. And it's probably not going to have the biggest engine or the best features. But there are many Toyotas, Nissans, Hondas, Ford, Volvos, etc. that I would look for in this range. And another tip is to take the car to a mechanic before you buy it. And you can have a professional look at the car and detect possible things that is wrong with it. If it is a good car, still try to negotiate the price because cars are always overpriced. And if you try, uh, you might be able to get the car for a little bit cheaper. So I really hope you learned something in this podcast today. And I wish to hear back from you and see you in the next episode. Cheers.